Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back in the Social Impact Finder Talks. I'm happy to be here again. This is uh, the fifth episode and uh, like always, I'm inviting a guest here on the podcast and a guest that is an entrepreneur and that has actually decided to build a business to make a social impact, to make uh, a the world a better place. Um, that's what we do on a weekly basis and we're live streaming here in uh, the Social Impact Business Accelerator community. Uh, but also we uh, do the replays on uh, YouTube, we do it on uh, Spotify, we do it on iTunes and also on uh, Google Podcast. But of course, being live here is always better because then you can uh, follow everything in real time and you can start asking questions. If you'd like, you can uh, give comments, you can give likes, which is always nice to uh, support us and to uh, maybe go a little bit into uh, the conversation, which is not always possible, but at least uh, we know that you're here and uh, it's always good to be with more people at the same time. So thanks for being here. And uh, I'm really excited to announce my guest for today. And that's uh, Jenny Allen. And Jenny Allen is the founder and designer of Generous. And Generous is um, a clothing brand, a fashion brand, and uh, there's a nice uh, and interesting story behind that. So uh, I'm happy to have her here. I'm gonna add her into the stream and then we can start immediately and uh, yeah, start the interview and the whole, uh, the whole talk. Hey Jenny. Hi. Hello, hi. hi. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm very happy and pleased to, to have you here. And uh, I'm really looking forward to hear your story and I think the audience as well. So um, let's start. Who is Jenny and what are you busy with these days? Ah, oh, well, I recently um, launched a brand called Generous, um, which is a new ethical fashion brand in the UK. Um, prior to that, I, well, I'm a mum. I have two daughters that I've been looking after. I took a bit of time out from working to be with them when they were young. Um, and yeah, before that, I worked as a designer for the UK High Street for a brand called Debenhams, which is a big department store in the UK. Um, so I was designing for them for about 10 years. Um, and prior to that, yeah, did a degree in fashion and marketing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I worked, okay. um, worked in fashion, took a little break and back in fashion, but in yeah. um, ethical fashion this time. Ethical. Yeah. Okay. Everything about fashion. That's clear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like really a passion. <laughs> yeah. So when, when did you start at Generous and, uh, and why? So we launched Generous um, last year in um, September, October time. Um, so we've just celebrated our first year. So we had a very challenging first year of trading. Um, but kind of reasons behind why I started it, I, as I explained, took a break from my career um, to look after my children and was at home with them. And um, as my youngest daughter got to the stage of starting to um, go to school, I was thinking, well, what's next for me? Uh, you yeah. know, trying to work out um, what I was going to do. Was I going to go back and work as a designer in London or was I going to do something completely different? 
Um, and yeah, I just felt really that what I should do was use my skills and my experience in the fashion industry to make mm -hmm. a positive difference and um, have a positive impact. Um, and yeah, we're working with um, suppliers in India, which links back to um, kind of a, a time that I went to India in 2007. Um, I was working um, as a designer and took a short career break mm -hmm. and went to um, Delhi. Um, and we, my husband and I and a team were um, out there teaching in a school um, on the outskirts of Delhi. And yeah, I was really challenged by the poverty that I saw out there um, yeah. and the need for work as well. So um, as well as teaching the children, there was a women's empowerment centre that yeah. um, this organisation were running. And they had um, women that came together to socialise and, um, you know, have that sense of community. But also um, they did some hand embroidery and they made um, small items that they then sold um, to bring in some money. And, mm -hmm. yeah, kind of at that point, I was just challenged to think about, well, how can I um, use my skills and maybe my experience to help um, provide work yeah. for people like this? So kind of when it got to that point of reassessing what am I going to do with my life, what's the next step for me, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of all came into play and I um, started to explore the possibilities of starting yeah. an ethical um, brand that was yeah. all about making a difference. Um, positive yeah, difference. exactly. That, that's quite a challenge, actually, if you have never been done that before, um, like uh, choosing to become an entrepreneur. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. and starting from scratch, uh, yeah, making your own decisions. Um, it's mm. a lot of things, uh, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Mm. Far what, more what, what? than I imagined. <laughs> yeah. Sorry? Far more than I imagined. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can imagine, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what, what have you learned, actually, because you started last year, and uh, yeah, now we are in a very special time uh, as well. So how, uh, what have you learned during that year? Uh, and how are you actually, uh, how is your, are you doing right now according to the current situation? Well, I think I've learned absolutely loads. I think um, kind of when you start out, you try your best, don't you? And you do what you can. And I think the whole thing to me seems like a, a big learning curve. And um, we are at the moment, as you say, in a difficult time. And I think um, kind of adapting to that situation has been important for us. So uh, we um, we have some, um, well, the majority of our products are dresses, um, like occasion dresses that people would wear to go to events. And um, mm. obviously there's not weddings happening, people aren't going out. So that's been really challenging in that um, our, our product is already kind of booked and placed and in production a long while ago before all of this happened. Yeah. So, but one of the things we had done was we learned quite early on that um, it would be really great to have some lower priced kind of items that um, people can buy into if they don't have the money to buy a dress, for example. So we developed some scarves. Um, I'm wearing one here. Um, mm -hmm. And they've done really well. So in this climate, you know, when people aren't really buying a lot of clothing. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of our first little step. And we've gone into doing face masks and we're looking to um, make some more accessories because at this time that's what's selling better for us rather than clothing at the moment so it's yeah, yeah. Um, kind of adapting isn't it to the situation yeah um, definitely definitely yeah it counts for everyone i guess uh, adapting to the situation and uh yeah 
Yeah. Look at the opportunities, look at the good things. Um, yeah. And there are definitely opportunities. And um, yeah, look at the future yeah. and, uh, and and prepare for what's come, what will come next, actually. What will be the next step? Mm. Yes. Um, but uh, can you tell me a little bit about um, what, uh, what geographically where are you uh, operating? What is your most important market today? And, um, and and what are you actually doing to expand the business? Yeah, so um, we started, well, we, we're based in London, on the outskirts of London. So we started the UK market um, and had have our website and obviously um, through social media getting interest. Um, and our kind of, uh, one of the things we wanted to do this year was to be um, physical, so go to lots of pop-up events and meet our customer. And obviously all of that hasn't actually been able to happen this year. Um, yeah. But what, so what we're trying to do now is um, digitally get on different platforms and reach new markets. So um, I'm actively um, trying to source, um, you know, like ethical supermarket type platforms where they stock different brands. Um, so looking at European ones and also into the American market as well. Yeah. Okay. And the brand is actually uh, the, the, the site, the brand is generous and that's your label. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, okay. And and how many different uh, items do you have? And how many different? How, how much collections are you uh, creating in the year? Okay. Well, we um, have two drops really in the year. So we um, initially started with a collection that was a bit of a trial collection. So we had some um, spring summer product in there and some autumn winter product as well. Um, and then we went back to India in January just before all of this happened to um, develop new product. And again, we booked some autumn product and some spring product. And mm. it was really great that we managed to get that delivered just before um, we all went into lockdown. So yeah. we um, kind of, as we were coming out of lockdown in the UK, we launched some new product um, onto our site. And then again, now we've just put on some new autumn products to keep it um, fresh and yeah, add some new items. So we sell ladies' dresses and girls' dresses, mm -hmm. and we do um, mini-me dresses, which um, I don't know, most most people will know what that is, but it's where you use the same fabric and you can match if you would like to with your daughter, for example. Um, so that's um, worked really well. Um, it gives us um, a way of using up our excess fabric as well. If you think about how um, you cut out um, a pattern piece, you might have a gap and to fit in a, a girl's sleeve or a girl's bodice, for example. So it's a really great way of using up excess fabric and reducing our waste as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and as, as I said, we've also started doing accessories, which worked really well. And um, we have um, added tops to our collection. So I think step by step, we're expanding our range. Um, it's still quite small. Um, yeah. But we, yeah, are aware that um, we needed to start somewhere. And we started with dresses because they're a standalone item. Um, yeah. And we're slowly expanding um, the product that we're offering. Yeah. Okay. You said you're quite small. Uh, do you have a team right now? Uh, and how big is it? Or no, just me really. Um, oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, I'm doing most of it. Um, yeah. I have um, a company that helped me with my digital marketing. Um, yeah. 
and um, um, I have my um, husband that gets involved um, mm -hmm. and um, my parents as well are quite involved. My dad, for example, um, travels to yeah. India with me, okay. um, which is a real help. So, yeah. yeah. It's a bit like a family business, actually. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is good. This is good. But yeah, yeah, I have lots of people that um, advise me and help me because, um, I mean, running a business, there are so many elements, aren't there, that yeah. um, are new to me. So, yeah, yeah, I can, I mean, the bit that I know best is the designing and then there's all this other stuff um, yeah. to yeah. do as well. So I have a friend that's been helping me with accounts, somebody that's been helping me with marketing. So, yeah, it's really yeah. good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sounds, yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's talk a little bit about impact. So, um, so you have a great story, and you just uh, told your story actually. But how do you see uh, the impact that you're making? Uh, what is uh, your uh, your impact strategy, and uh, and how do you see that uh, in the in the in the future? Like, in, in terms yeah. of what level of impact do you want to make? Okay. So currently we're working with um, a supplier in Bangalore that are a fair trade um, supplier and they're quite a small team um, yeah. and they work with people from low socioeconomic backgrounds and mainly women and provide them work and train them up um, and give them also the opportunity to go back and um, do some schooling if they didn't finish their schooling. Um, so they're um, very much, you know, developing those people as a whole, as well as offering them fair work um, and, and good pay. Um, so for us, we really feel like we're in a, a partnership with that, with our factory and yeah. that we are able to provide work for them. And um, we've also been supporting them through this season. So obviously COVID is affecting everybody, but it's particularly difficult in places like India. Mm. And um, there's no kind of social state to um, like support companies um, mm. that have to close or don't get much orders. So um, we've been raising funds for them. Um, by selling our accessories and donating 100% of our profits to them. So that's mm -hmm. been a really great way to have a, an impact um, with our current supplier. Um, we've also um, donated from our first season sales to um, a charity that works with um, a leprosy colony um, in Andhra Pradesh. And they um, gave like saris, well, fabric for saris to um, women that were suffering with leprosy so we were able to donate to that as well with our initial sales so we're very much a brand that's all about giving back I haven't really said but we are a non-profit um, social enterprise so yeah. we're um, something called a community interest company a CIC which is um, a fairly new business structure within the UK where you can be a trading business but mm -hmm. you can also have that charity element to what you do and yeah. you have to report what you're doing with your money and your profits and there is like a uh, you have to give back 65 percent of your profits to um, your community or yeah. reinvest it back into your business so kind of the whole purpose is that you are in existence for your community so mm -hmm. for us it's people in India and that is why we're there and we reinvest our money back in to support those people. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, opinions, the opinions about that are a little bit uh, um, 
how do how do I say like the, the difference? Uh, what what is like the the, the best uh, corporation or the best uh, legal uh, mm. kind of corporation that you should should start when you want to create social impact? Um, I think we already talked about that before um, because some they uh, have private health companies and others they do mm. non-profit companies and then I think in the UK also you have a social uh, enterprise uh, that's a special um, thing for social enterprises as well which is like 50% that you have to uh, of your profit you have to share I, that's what I recently mm. heard mm. Um, uh, so yeah um, the question is always uh, okay yeah, what is actually the best setup to make what, what, what with what kind of uh, structure can you make the most impact mm. um, because you can choose to uh, invest your profits back in your company and then to uh, yeah with with your uh, with the plan to expand it uh, in a short amount of time um, uh, or you have to yeah uh, keep the profits and then uh, give it uh, to to make impact uh, immediately um, mm. so what what is your um what is your um how do you look at uh, your your expansion in in terms of time if you go into the future, like where do you see yourself in three years, for example? Um, well, I would like to have grown in um, kind of knowledge. At the moment, we're still really new, so not many people know about us. So I'd like to become a more established brand um, and therefore, you know, make more sales and through making more sales, be able to have yeah. more impact. Um, mm -hmm. So we're we're very much about um, having a positive impact in two ways. So through the way that we make our clothing and mm. the communities that we're working with um, that, that make our clothing, but also through then giving back from our sales. So donating our profits back. So we need to grow as a business and grow our sales so that we can make more impact. Um, yeah. At the moment, we're working with this one one factory, but ultimately I'd like to work with lots of different factories in different areas. Um, one of the places that we visited when we went to India to research this, they um, have like a training center where they um, train people up to be kind of nurses or electricians. Um, and they have like a sewing room. So, you know, to work with a place like that and be involved in kind of training up women so that they can learn a skill and then having mm -hmm. a factory that they can then go and work in, you know, mm -hmm. it would be an amazing thing to be able to be part of. But kind of that's like way, way down the line, I think. We need to kind of get ourselves established initially. As yeah. A brand. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Do you have some recommendations in terms of marketing uh, and, and building your brand? Uh, how you do that when you uh, spend a lot of attention on, on, on that, that impact? Um, well, I'm, I'm, this is all quite new to me, um, mm -hmm. the, the social media um, kind of side of things. But um, yeah, we're just doing our best really to um, tell our story through um, social platforms um, and yeah talk about the people behind the clothing and what we're trying mm. to do uh, rather than just selling our products so yeah. yes but I'm yeah as I say learning learning as yeah. I go that's, that's how it is <laughs> that's how it goes yeah definitely um, yeah sometimes things work and other times things don't work so uh, it's always uh, what it is I think it's a lot about uh, trying things out uh, do some testings uh, and uh, and see yeah how how these things are go and and be quite flexible and, and adaptable and in, uh, in, in uh, finding new approaches I think yeah so um, 
so now you're mostly having customers in the UK, right? Um, yes. Does that mean that you only uh, attract them in the UK? That you are um, that I don't know if you do advertisements or or you work through networks. Uh, how, how do you attract your customers right now? Well, a lot of it has been through social media um, and through kind of, um, I guess, word of mouth initially. It was mm. people that we knew that shared it with their friends. Uh, so it started off quite small. But mm. I think one of um, the things that we're trying to do, as I said earlier, was is break into new markets and, yeah, getting onto platforms that – you know, have reached further than I have here in the UK um, mm. is is part of our strategy at the moment. So yeah. I'm in conversations with, yeah, different platforms that sell. Um, and, okay. yeah, I'm hoping that that will attract more customers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So everything is online, right? It's not that you are having plans to also uh, selling your, your clothes offline in, in, in certain ways um, or... That's not the, the, the goal. Um, yes, long term it would be. I, okay. Um, yes, I would love. I would love to um, have some kind of um, high street presence. That's kind of yeah. a long, a long goal for us, really. Um, to get into some kind of department store, perhaps, or yeah. um, ha somehow um, get some high street. Um, Kind of presence because I think one of the other things when I was doing my research and um, planning the business, I think uh, ethical and sustainable fashion is quite hard to um, find, isn't it? So mm -hmm. it, if you're if you pop down to the shops, there's not really an option there for you. Um, mm. So on a big scale, what do you really want to achieve? Well, helping to make ethical and sustainable fashion more mainstream, and yeah. therefore you need it to be more available. Um, so, yeah, I, I would love at some point to be, yeah, able to be shopped in person yeah. in the high street. Yeah, it's good and interesting that you talk about this um, because what, what do you see uh, that is happening right now uh, with traditional brands? Do you see that they are more going into uh, sustainable materials and sustainable fashion? Um, or is it only is it not going fast enough for you? Yeah, I think it's definitely a trend at the moment, um, and lots of brands are yeah trying to be more sustainable, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. I think my observation is it's generally more about the fabrics that they're using mm -hmm. rather than yeah. necessarily being transparent about the way in which they're making their clothing exactly. and yeah. whether the people are being paid properly and what kind of conditions they're working in. So yeah. that's my observation, um, and. Yeah, from as as a sustainable brand, that it's concerning because the bigger brands have so much more kind of like behind them, don't they, to be able to um, do sustainable fabrics. So, for example, if I'm sourcing fabrics, I'm only buying on a small quantity, which makes my price higher. Mm. Whereas I, I went down to the high street the other day and I actually was quite surprised to see like some tensile fabric in um, one of the supermarkets. And the, the price they're selling their tensile sustainable top for was very mm. cheap. Um, yeah. So they, they've managed to get the, the sustainable fabric at a low cost price. Mm. But there's nothing on that garment that tells me that they've paid those workers correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where we have, you know, brands like Generous have a, a differentiating point, isn't it? That actually 
it's about the workers and the people. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's all about transparency, uh, exactly. And um, yeah, showing uh, how the clothes are made, where are they made, uh, and then also what materials that you use. It's uh, the combination of everything. Um, mm. Yeah, and like you say, uh, you don't see that uh, happening uh, with, with all the brands. Uh, you, you feel that they're forced actually to become more sustainable or to show that they're taking care about the, the the planet or about other circumstances um but it's not fully transparent mostly and that's i think the mm -hmm. opportunity for smaller brands like you to come into the market and to be open about everything uh it's quite tough but um i'm sure there's a market for this and that people want to pay for that because um yeah if people want to uh also be honest and transparent with themselves and be more conscious in the things that they are buying, then I think these brands, uh, they have like a, a bright future. Mm -hmm. um, can you, for, for, for general, can you um, um, maybe very simply uh, tell the audience what are the unique selling points if you compare it with, uh, because you have many other fashion brands uh, mm. in the sustainable uh, industries. Uh, so what are for the, the unique selling points for generous? Well, I would like to think that we're offering quite um, unique product in the fact that we're working with hand block printers. I don't know if you've seen our product, but we're, all our prints are done by hand. So mm -hmm. um, that makes our product quite individual and unique and different, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I also think that our product is quite um, not fashion in a bad way, but is looking at being current and contemporary um, yeah. so and offering a more formal product as well my observation is a lot of ethical and sustainable brands can be um, more casual based and um, more basic based um, but we offer yeah printed products that are quite different um, I also think that we are a brand being non-profit I hope will be something that people recognize as a differentiating point that mm -hmm. um, Kind of there's, there's no option there to be to be greenwashing, is there? Because it's no. in our kind of company um, mm -hmm. setup that we are a brand that is non-profit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think and price-wise, I hope that we will be able to differentiate from some ethical brands that are more expensive. Uh, we're trying to price ourselves um, as not being too expensive, which. Um, it's yeah. challenging when you have a higher manufacturing costs and higher fabric costs. So, yeah, that's that's our aim to be uh, more accessible for people so that we're not um, highly priced. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it all depends on your uh, ideal customer who uh, who wants to buy uh, this kind of clothes and 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 uh, what is uh, yeah what is the value that you can bring uh, aside from um, the clothes and the items and the materials itself but the value is also in the story if you uh, mm -hmm. in your communication be really clear about okay this is the story this is why things are a little bit more expensive than uh, yeah, uh, the, the bigger brands do um, and these are my items and this is the design which in the design you can also differentiate yourself because yeah you're the designer you're unique in a certain way um, so it's all about creating that value, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So what is next? Uh, what is the next step for uh, Generous? Um, I think just 
It feels to me like we just need to get through this season that's quite tricky at the moment. Mm. Um, I don't imagine that, you know, it's going to be a particularly easy ride for the next 12 months. Um, but, yeah, I think after that, I hope that we will, um, yeah, increase our interest, create, increase our brand awareness so that people, more people know about us um, and, yeah, get onto different platforms get into maybe stores if we manage um, yeah. to do that and, yeah, become um, a brand that is recognised and um, that is, um, you know, respected and, yeah, um, known to be a, an ethical brand within the UK and maybe globally as well. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you really targeting certain marketplaces in certain uh, regions like uh, Europe or, or, or is it like uh, everywhere or...? How would you like to see your expansion go? Um, yeah, um, well, obviously... Because you, to, yeah, because you have to send it out to different uh, different countries. So I think the shipping is also quite important. It is, yeah. It gets more complicated, doesn't it? Which is why yeah. we initially focused on the UK. Um, uh -huh. But I think, yeah, we at the moment, we're just looking to try different avenues and see what works. Um, so particularly our product in terms of the mini me um, product I mentioned earlier, I think that's got um, real appeal for the American market because they do lots of mini me styling out there. So we're exploring a few options um, with the American market. And yeah, Europe as well is is very um, kind of sustainable, isn't it? A lot of European countries have more interest in sustainability. So I think we're at the stage now of trying to expand our reach as much as possible. Yeah. Maybe I should be more strategic, but <laughs> at the moment we're just going to try and reach yeah. as many people as we can. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's finding the ways um, to grow, you know, um, and because yeah, the growth is just the most important thing in your business. If you don't grow, you mm. cannot make impact. You already mentioned mm. that before. So, um, yeah, there was one thing I was thinking about is that uh, and that's a little bit for me kind of um, contradiction, uh, but it shouldn't be like that. It's like on one hand, you have a business and you want to uh, sell uh, as more uh, items as possible, as more clothes as possible because you want to grow. But mm -hmm. on, the other, on the other hand, you don't want to uh, support consumerism. You don't want to support mm -hmm. that people buy too many clothes or, or, or buy things every week. Um, so how do you look at that? I think it's encouraging people to make better choices, isn't it, in the clothing that they buy. And um, we kind of present ourselves as a slow fashion brand. So our pieces are pieces that people can buy and wear year after year after year. So they're good quality and they're not kind of fad fashion items. So yeah. I think um, encouraging people to choose wisely um, yeah. and yeah, not wanting them to buy loads from you. But um, to when they are buying clothes, to choose to buy from brands that are being responsible and sustainable. Yeah, well, yeah. On one hand, you have like people that um, that what they want to buy clothes that are durable and they want to uh, wear them for a long, a longer time. And then, and then you also have people that, uh, are, yeah, the more fashionable people. They always want to have something new and they always uh, want to have like uh, the new seasonal colors and the uh, new designs um so that's then probably not your market but it could it can be maybe your market if you decide and i don't know how many there are already out there if you decide to use like 
biogradable materials, like uh, mm -hmm. materials that, uh, yeah, that can yeah. just go back back in, into nature and that not damaging anything. Mm -hmm. I think that could be a solution for for these kind of, um, of 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 people, right? Yes. Yeah. Is that something that you're looking at in or like the? the um, well, yeah. we're looking to use yeah sustainable fabrics as much as we can. We also source dead stock fabrics in our collection, yeah. um, but mainly uh, the majority of the collection is organic cotton. We're also um, sourcing some modal and some tensile fabrics as well. So mm -hmm. all of those are natural-based products. Yeah. Products, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I think also in that domain, uh, I'm not very familiar in that, but things are changing and people are looking in new ways and new uh, materials and and, and mm. you know, uh, yeah, to to, yeah, to 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 serve actually uh, and to convince in a way uh, the, the mainstream that uh, yeah they can also buy clothes with in materials that are really sustainable. Uh, you know, or if you throw it away, it's not that bad because uh, it's not really polluting uh, the planet, you know. Hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, correct, me <laughs> if, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm always thinking in how can you reach as, as much people as possible because everyone has his own needs and, and not everyone buys clothes uh, and, and, and they wear them for five years. Mm. Um, that's why fast fashion is so popular right now, uh, despite the fact that it's uh, not a good uh, for our planet. Um, but there should be a way to replace that by more, something more sustainable. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely using natural fabrics is a yeah. much better option. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think so too. Uh, and I don't know in what stage uh, the, uh, they are at the moment uh, in, in being able to do that. Uh, I have no idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's maybe for another interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there something that uh, you want to share to the audience as a kind of uh, advice, uh, recommendation, if they want to start maybe a, a sustainable fashion brand? Um, well, I guess, yeah, just go for it. I mean, it's it was a big decision for me uh, and it is a risk isn't it you take that step you don't know whether it's going to work how how it's going to how it's going to turn out but yeah just do your research and go for it yeah okay mm -hmm. that's uh that's a great uh, message um so yeah i would like to thank you for uh being here for taking the time and for telling uh, the story uh it was uh, really amazing and um, I wish you a lot of luck with uh, Generous. I wish you a bright future and uh, the, being able to make a lot of impact because it's really a, a great story that you have. So uh, thanks you, thank you for being here. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and, yeah, letting me share my story and about Generous. So thank you. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Thank thanks. you. Bye. See you. Okay. Bye-bye. So this was Shani Allen. I hope you liked the story. Uh, I did uh, for sure. It's uh, really amazing to hear uh, someone's story in uh, sustainable fashion and how someone uh, was actually able to create an own fashion brand uh, coming out of passion, coming out of experience uh, uh, that, that she had uh, when going into India and uh, making it her mission to support uh, communities there um uh, to make people of give people jobs give people work 
and uh, and, and doing great things. So uh, thanks for uh, being here. Thanks for watching. Thanks thanks for listening. Uh, if you watch this later on uh, one of my podcast channels, can be Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, or Google. Uh, give a like. Give a comment. Uh, also, YouTube is a channel where I'm posting uh, these episodes. Uh, you can also just click the subscribe button on YouTube, and then you can uh, immediately see when the new episodes uh, are uploaded, which are mostly the day after this uh, live session. So, um, yeah, that's all I can tell you. Uh, uh, enjoy the rest of the week and the weekend, and uh, I see you back next Thursday. See you. Ciao. Thank you.